Hey, Matt. Mr. Balvaney, how are you, buddy? I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Balvaney, and this is Profitability MD. How are you doing today, Dave? Matt, I'm doing fantastic. I do believe this is our 30th episode, so we've been at this wow. a little. Yeah. We're moving along. We're yep. moving along nicely. So, good. What do you, what well, was uh, talking about today, Matt? This is, uh, well, I'm in my beach outfit. I'm down here at Hilton Head Island, kind of my beach beach outfit. I came up from a walk from the beach. I kind of dipped in the pool so I could be presentable for you. Uh, so let's call this uh, Productivity Hacks for Lazy Entrepreneurs. Coming from productivity a guy who was on vacation last week and is on vacation this week. And at least 20% of the time we've done this show, you've been on vacation. So it's <laughs> probably a good, right. a good subject to, to talk about. The, uh, yeah. And so instead of lazy, I really prefer efficient. I'm very efficient. Well, that's what I prefer. But, uh, but I like the title. For the lazy entrepreneur. Well, you know, that brings up the first thought process behind it. Isn't efficiency a way to make us or allow us to be more lazy? I mean, is it, I mean, everything we, we've done, you know, when Ford made the automobile, people wanted a faster horse, but he created a car. And, and you know, all of time, every improvement, remember when, uh, well, we, we not necessarily remember when, but when like all the farming equipment started being made, the major stuff that would like strip corn and do all these things. And it, that everybody thought that the whole United States is going to be out of work because all these machines are going to do everything. But it just made us more productive. <laughs> it just made us more productive. So really, productivity hacks for lazy entrepreneurs, they're technically, they allow the entrepreneur to do more things. It doesn't, and, and I think all of us, deep down have a, I guess, a little laziness inside of us, but um, most adults don't ever let that come out. Right. <laughs> well, not in our Puritan ways, right? Work hard. In my world, that's good. That's actually good. So, well, I got our Puritan ways where we work hard to so get a vacation. So you and I both, uh, I'm still in it, Dan Sullivan, uh, strategic coach, and he has, you know, days off, what he calls free days. And his is the opposite, which is the free day is not a something you earn. You know, my dad, you got to work hard so you can then have the days off. In the Dan Sullivan system, his time management system, free days are necessary so you're energized for your work days. So we kind of flipped it on a hind that says free days are necessary. You got to recharge the battery so then you can hit the ground running if, as if, opposed to a reward for working hard. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna chop wood, if you don't take time to sharpen the axe, you're gonna have to work harder to chop wood because the axe isn't sharp. And so that you know, the same concept there. Um, right, and that's good because that actually leads right into this. So 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 part of this came for me. I had a, a call with a prospect, but I've also talked to clients, uh, coaching clients of mine like this. And the call was something like this: that it's it, the the gist of it is is I'm I'm too busy. I'm too, you know, it's not where my, my, my business, I want here, I want to be here, but I'm too busy. I don't have time to work on my business. I'm spending all my time working in my business, but, but I realize that I'm not where I want to be. Uh, so half jokingly, half serious, I said to the woman, I was like, well, you know, what if I could give you some productivity hacks that could free up an hour of your time per week? And that way you could spend an hour of your time per week on the business. So that's kind of where this genesis was. And truthfully, you could probably free up an hour a day. So now you can have five free hours a week that 
that you could free up to work on your business or to free up to do other things for your business. Uh, I think a lot of people are, what do we call it? Like fake busy or busy work. I'm not sure how to explain that, but a lot of people are busier than they need to be. I think a lot of people, you know, you run into somebody at the, doesn't matter where you run into them. You're like, Hey, how's business? And everybody's like, Oh, I'm so busy. You know, everybody plays the I'm so busy thing. And what are you busy doing though? Are you busy being productive or are you busy doing busy work? And I'll use an example with um, a client that, that, that I spoke with this week, not a client, but a potential client. And uh, they had, they are like, I'm stuck. I want to hire more employees and support people to support our sales staff. But I, I can't because the sales staff has us at this level now. So I want to hire more salespeople, but in order to, if I do, I can't support those people because I don't have the, so I'm, I'm stuck in this, this, this rut where I, I'm like, I'm stuck in my company and I'm like, well, you're really not stuck. You know, I think always get the sales first and then figure out how you're going to take care of, how you're going to be more productive so that right. those are very people who are on staff. So this productivity hacks, aren't just for the entrepreneur. It's got to be for the employee too. Because Well, and that's a great point as well would be, you know, uh, sometimes it can be the paralysis from, a, from whatever analysis paralysis, which is if you were necessity, if you were had a bunch of clients coming in out of necessity, you're going to become more efficient. You're going to become more productive out of necessity, right? If yep. you're just kind of doing the status quo and well, I forget, I don't know, maybe it was a podcast. I can't, I hate, I don't know where I heard this, but I heard it recently, which was, uh, you gotta be, maybe you and I talked about it last week. You gotta be a little uncomfortable to grow, right? I think that was part of our million dollar ideas. You gotta be a little uncomfortable to grow. And so, um, anyway, so productivity hacks. And, and so there's a, so another guy named Ari Mizell. Uh, he's, he started this other company called get leverage, which is a virtual assistant group, which I use. He's no longer part of that. He's got his own, different coaching program, which I can't remember. Oh, less doing, which I follow him. Anyway, so he had an interesting article, which I posted on LinkedIn uh, a couple days ago. And it was, you know, how would you feel if you were insanely productive? So I thought maybe we could talk about some productivity hacks and, and, and help these people get insanely productive so they can take time off and hang out at Hilton Head. <laughs> well, uh, I have a program uh, that's free on my website on davidmulvaney.com called the One Week Time Miracle. And Oh, perfect. Oh. We've talked about this before, but I'm just going to take a couple of productivity hacks yes. out of that. Number, the number one productivity hack, I believe, is what I call the big rock activities. And what that means is when you, get, when you go to bed the night before, you should record maybe no more than three or four activities that you must complete that next day. Okay. Or, or let's say you're not that busy. It might be that next week. What well, just depends on how your, you know, your business is structured, but, and even if your employees do this, this is great. So these are, these are activities that must get done. And then you have to say, okay, how, how long will these activities take? So you have to kind of get an idea of how long they will take. So that's, you've got to do those activities first and, get them done before you do anything else, before you start answering emails, before I, I'd like to not even open email um, because 
if you don't do those big activities first, well, what happens? Life takes over and before long you're chasing, you know, you're basically chasing your tail and then get you're at six o'clock at night and you're like, dang it, I didn't get one of those done. So right, that's right. one productivity hack. So I'm going to go to you next. You give a productivity hack. That's pretty good. So, so on there, I, I you know, I call those uh, A plus activities. What are your A plus activities that are money making activities that you that you enjoy doing that they're fun to do? And so, that, so specifically on uh, money making activities, uh, client communication is is big in our business, my business, your business, and and keeping existing clients happy. Um, so I have a uh, this is my productivity hack. Here's how I set it up. So so I'm all about um, if it just if it if you just tell me to do it, I'll do it as opposed to, you know, don't leave me to my own devices. I'll find an easy way to distract myself. So one of my little hacks is I have my uh, call sheet, for lack of a better term, I need to call three clients a day. It's kind of my little number. I need to call three clients a day, existing clients, check in with them, uh, keep them happy, all that kind of stuff. And so I've tried several different methods, but here's what works for me. So I'm not saying it works for productivity hack for you, but for me, if it's on my calendar, it gets done. So I literally have uh, my virtual assistant set up uh, in advance. So that's the other thing. You got to do these in advance. Three people a day that I need to call, like the actual names with phone numbers on my calendar at a specific time. So let's just say it's, I don't know what today is, Wednesday, and it's popped up at Wednesday at uh, from 9 to 10. These three names popped up with their telephone numbers, and that's what I've dedicated is 9 to 10 to call those people, Right but it's already set up. I didn't have to think, you know, first of all, I scheduled, I need to call these clients, right? So I didn't have to think, hey, it's Wednesday, I need to call them sometime today. I actually scheduled it, that's trick number one for me. And trick number two is that I didn't have to think, well, which three clients should I call, right? I got the three clients' names already predetermined, already done, and, and with the numbers and everything right there. So that's my little time hack, is I'm actually using the calendar on my phone, and whatever, they're all connected nowadays, right? So the it's on my phone. It's on my computer. It pops up at, again, let's just say it was 930 this morning. Uh, here are the three people you need to call today for your client communication. And that is so easy for me. You and I love talking. That's why we're doing this podcast. How easy it is for us to call a client and chat with a client. It's, it's completely easy, right up our wheelhouse. But I had to automate that process for me to do it. If you left my own devices, I would come up with an excuse. So I needed, my hack is, I had to automate it. It has to be automatic. It has to be, and this is what works for me, slotted on the time with the specific people that I need to call. So it's worked awesome for me. Actually, you, so said, you said two productivity hacks because the big one there was automation. Okay, that's, that's like the biggest productivity hack there is. Anytime you can automate a process, um, I believe automation is the key to scalability and scalability is the, free, the key to freedom. So you know, that's, that's a big one. So automating the scheduling of those appointments is, is, that's, that's perfect. I mean, that's an automation is what we all look for anything we can automate, or maybe a lot of people don't look for things they can automate. And that's what they should. That's probably the biggest product. That's probably what they should do. That's exactly right. And uh, you know, this leads right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but it's almost like a, a accounts receivable. So let's just talk about accounts receivable. And there's a lot of these little apps where you can put on your, in your email system. I think the one I'm using right now is called like follow up then. And, and it's like you send an email to yourself and it comes back, you know, like later on today or tomorrow or whatever. 
So it's almost like you, you can send an invoice to a client and then instead of, you know, Hey, I need to check next week to make sure Dave paid his bills, right? You would, you would send the email to yourself in this follow-up app and it comes back to you next Monday. Hey, has Dave paid his bill? Right. But you set that up automatically. So you're not always for me, if I don't automate, then I forget. Right. So that's another one I'm using. I think it's, I can't remember followupven.com or I can't remember which one it is, but it's like an automatic email to yourself that you'll, Hey, have an invoice. I'll do stuff like that. I'll use that same stuff for like grocery lists. You know, my wife wants me to pick up something on the way home from work or on the way back from a meeting. I'm going to forget. I always forget whatever, but it comes back to me in an email because typically I'll check the email when I'm leaving an appointment or, or right or leaving the office or something like that. So another hack where again, automation is key. I never knew this stuff existed. I'm not the brainchild. I might've got this from Ari Mizell or his get leverage people. I can't even remember where this came from, but I didn't know about it. And so a lot of this stuff is our people out here may not know these things. They're easy ways to automate. And I, you know, we, I'll go back to you. Sorry. No, no, that's, great. My turn. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here talking. I'll give you something that um, another thing, you know, the, the adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So, um, I, in my one week time miracle, I talk about what I call elephant hours. Okay. You and I have talked about this uh, a while ago, but, um, what I do in an elephant hour is I say, okay, I take actually 44 minutes out of the hour. And I say for 44 minutes, I am not going to move. I'm not going to look at email. I'm not going to look at anything, but this project for the next 44 minutes. And then after those 44 minutes are up, then I've got 16 minutes to do whatever I want. Go get a cup of coffee, walk, whatever. <laughs> okay. So I, I can do like 44, 16, 44, 16. And I can do that. You do that three or four hours a day. You won't have to worry about working, you know, eight hours a day or 12 or 16 because you're so effective for 44 minutes. And like, and most people don't realize how much time they waste. You, your brain, which is your brain is not, it was never built to multitask. It can right. only focus on one thing at a time. So when you're in the middle of a project, what ends up happening is ding, you hear the ding of email and you go look at the email and then it, it oh crap, I got to go take care of this right now. And I got some stuff being imported right now with customs and I got customs paperwork going on. And I said, no, I'm not going to deal with that. I got stuff, something else I've got to work on today. And um, so that being said, I know I've assigned a time when I would actually focus on that for 44 minutes. But what people do is they, they lose their attention, they come back, and it takes you 15 to 20 minutes to get back to where you were mentally. So the right. elephant hours is a big, what I, it's a big way for me to say, okay, 44 minutes of full concentration, and then 16 minutes of no concentration. Do whatever you right. want. Go to the bathroom, right. get a cup of coffee, get, you know, get a glass of water, maybe a snack, whatever and then go into the next 44 minutes and it might be a completely different project. I mean, if you've got a five hour project, some people like to do five hours in a row, but you know, literally if you do 44 minutes, you might do, you might say, I'll do this two hours today, three, two hours tomorrow and one hour on, on Friday and get it all done. But at least you're, when you're there, you're focused. Right. Right. So that, that's, Big productivity. That's a good one. I, I like that elephant hours. I've got two versions of that that I use and I kind of multiply back a person. I, I, 
I will try I think the first one, it's basically 25-5. And I don't know if that's Pareto principle or what it is, uh, but it's something like that. We can Google it. And it's 25 minutes of concentration with five minutes of screwing off. So instead of 44-15 or whatever you said, 44-16, this is 25-5. So you, if I got a bigger project, I'm going to concentrate for 25 minutes, and then I'm going to take five minutes off, walk around, go get a drink of water, 25-5, 25-5. If I can get it all done in one project, or like you said, maybe it's two or three tied together. Yeah, so the, the time allotment doesn't matter. It's no, it was a great thing. So 25-5, I found that works for me because I can't go much longer. But here's the second one, which is really funny. And I don't know where this came from, but I'm going to tell you where I heard it from. So it was Dean Jackson and Dan Sullivan have a great podcast called The Joy of Procrastination. And Dean Jackson, he found it from somebody else. So I don't know how to, I don't know where he got it from. But he was saying he thinks in units of 10 minutes at a time. So they joked and called it a Jackson unit. A Jack, Dean Jackson, a Jackson unit of time, 10 minutes of time. So the joke was a lot of times don't start a project because we think it's going to take too long, right? So it's, it's as if uh, I got 10 minutes to kind of, I could either screw around for 10 minutes or I can use one Jackson, 10 minutes to kind of, you know, make those phone calls. That's so those phone calls that, you know, I was supposed to make or whatever, right? And so you start to think and what can I get done in 10 minutes? I got to leave in 10 minutes to go to the next meeting. Instead of screwing around, you can say, I got one unit of Jackson time to go. What can I get done in 10 minutes? I could, I could clean the dishes, right? I could call a client or two. I could return some emails, right? Because a lot of times we don't even start it because we think we need, you know, 30 minutes to do this stuff. So if you start thinking in What's happened, and I'll use this, is that you start thinking in, in units of 10 minutes at a time, again, joking Jackson units, you can get a whole lot done in 10 minutes, just like you were saying. You get a whole lot done in 44 minutes. 10 minutes, you can get a lot of, of stuff done. So you're like your to-do list, and you're like, all right, on my to-do list today, you know, what can I get done in the next 10 minutes before I, before I walk out of the office, right? And it's so funny, because then you actually start to think in 10-minute increments, and you get more productive because you're like, oh, I got 10 minutes. Oh, that'll just take 10. How much of this can I get done in 10 minutes, right? And it, it's more of a joke to yourself. Anyway, it's a joke on their podcast. So my second hack was 10 minutes. Think in 10 minutes of time. How much can I get done in 10 minutes? Usually, like you said, a lot more than you think it is. And, and that way, a lot of times we don't start a project because we think it takes, you know, three Jackson units, 30 minutes, when it really, like you said earlier, it might only take us 10, 15 minutes. Gosh, we got that. So that was another one of my hacks, the Jackson time. And that's, see, uh, and what's funny is what I like is the joy of procrastination was their title. And we went for productivity hacks for lazy entrepreneurs. Look, all entrepreneurs, I think we all have this, this little bit to us that we, we know we're lazy. We know we procrastinate. Um, basically because we're human beings. I mean, right. it, and it, it starts at a young age. I mean, I, I just, I mean, you could look at a, a toilet paper roll in the kid's bathroom <laughs> right, right. cell and it's still instead of on the thing, you're like, how could you not just take the time to put that on? I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It starts at a young age and it does continue, I think in life. So I, I do like, the um, this is a this is something that now I'm going to talk about subliminal or subconscious programming. Right. And a lot of people have problems with goal setting. They don't like to set goals because they don't think they're ever going to achieve them. And 
I believe you train your mind to hit goals. And that starts with, um, I, like I said, the, you know, you, you put your top three or four things on a daily basis. And I don't like to have long lists because long lists are very complex. That's why you should pick your most important activities in a short list. And, and those are things that you always complete. And when you always complete something, you're technically training your mind that if it goes on this index card, then it gets complete. So when you set your annual goals or quarterly goals, I believe those also go on a three by, if you use a three by five card, you use a three by five card for those quarterly goals because now you've programmed your mind that says it's on the card, it gets done. The mind will make those things happen if you train it right. It's like a, I mean, you can train a dog, you can train your own mind. I mean, you can train yourself. That is exactly right. What you just said somehow reminded me of, I, I use a lot of audio stuff. So I think I use a, a copy talk or minute talk or something like that where I can dictate in my phone uh, thoughts or meeting notes and they come back to you already typed up. So I didn't have to type them up, but I'll dictate also emails. Well, I'll dictate on email. So this reminds me of, I think Dan Sullivan calls it the, the 80% concept. I call it the back of the envelope concept. Somebody else calls it, I've heard something called uh, done is better than perfect, right? So, so the, the concept there is think of a client email. And, and, and I had this happen. I used to do this all the time. So you talk about training your brain. This is what triggered me when you said that. Training your brain. You got an email from a client with a question. I pretty much know the answer pretty much, right? So, but I don't know it perfectly. So I would wait and procrastinate and not answer until I knew the exact answer. I need to go back to the office and pull a file and look something up and be exactly, lawyers do this all the time. They gotta be exactly precise, right? But what I started doing is what I give the 80% answer or the back of the envelope answer or the done is better than not done answer, right? Which is, hey Dave, I think the answer is 347. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, you know, I'll double check and let you know. Right. But at least I got you the answer. Here's a goofy one. I've got a couple of my golf buddies, which are so this is this is what I call we should all answer our emails text 80% right. Right. Hey Dave, you want to play golf on Saturday? Right? And so two of my buddies, you get dead silence. You get dead silence. So I got no idea you want to play golf on Saturday or not. Instead, right? Meanwhile, it turns out what's going on really is well. I'm trying to work out. I might have a kid's sporting events or I might have to take the, the wife somewhere, yada, yada, yada. Just give me that 80% answer. Hey, I would love to play. Uh, let me see if I can work it out. I'm 50-50. I got to, you know, work around the schedule. Right? So I just sent a client email uh, today for lunch next week. Hey, can you do Tuesday or Thursday? Right? What do I get back? I get back the, let me check and I'll get back to you. Right? A better answer would be, I'm really hoping we can do Thursday, but let me check with, with my spouse and see if that works. If not, I'll make Tuesday work, right? Give me kind of your 80% answer, even though I know it's not done. I know where you're leaning, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I've started giving the 80% answer that it's, hey, at least Dave, I can give you an answer to your question so you could move on and I'll, if it's wrong or I need more precision, I will fill it back in later, but at least I've gotten you some sort of answer so you can move forward. And, and I'm trying to train my clients and my friends to give me the back of the envelope answer. Hey, just tell me what you're working on. What are your thoughts? A beach vacation, you're talking about going on vacation Thanksgiving with some friends. Just, is that even in the realm of possibility? Because I haven't heard a word from you, right? right? Just yeah. say, 
well, we can't do it because I got family commitments. Great. Or you could say, I got family commitments, but this year my wife and I are already talking about not going. So I'll work on it. 50, 50 chance. I anyway, literally just had a friend ask me if I want to go to Grand Cayman next spring. And I'm like, okay. um, and I told him, I said, uh, right away, I was like, I'd love to, but I have a golf trip and that golf trip is like an annual thing. And I've got, I can't, so I can't promise until you get, are a little closer to a date. Right. But you gave me the 80% answer. You gave him the back of the envelope. Yeah, I'd love to go. Let me see if that makes sure it doesn't conflict with my golf trip. Yeah. But I mean, and so I, I like the way you, you do that because you, you're saying, hey, and I would actually text back and say, no, I need to know because I've got, I've got stuff I'm, I got coming on the calendar here. Right. Uh, so, right. I, so I think the ultimately probably the biggest productivity hack, which you already mentioned was automation and automation starts, I believe with recording a system in which you do, you have a methodology. So I have an led, you know, lighting, uh, manufacturing distribution company. And so there's procedures like, you know, we've got an international shipment coming in in 20 days. And so there's procedures that need to be followed because of us customs and all these other things. And, um, we've done this enough times and those procedures are, um, are written that if, if we want to hire somebody to, to like insert them into the position, you can right. handle them and say, this is how we do it today. So I believe part of automation is recording your systems. Even if they're crappy systems, you got to record them, get them on paper or in the computer so that when somebody comes in and say, this is how we do them today, it may be screwed up. And the reason we hired you is so you can take this particular system and make it better but at least you have something that you say, this is the procedure and they go, Oh, okay. And they follow the procedure and they're like, Matt, this is just kind of messed up here. This is like, this slows everything down at this part. I came up with this idea to do it this way. And, and what are you going to say? Yeah, that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 do it. Well, we mentioned that before. Another one where I use a screencast o -matic, where I'll record myself. That's a screen thing. That's free screencast Omatic, I believe it's a free app and you can record your screen while you're doing something. Hey, here's, you know, where you find this information and here's the email you send back and here's where you find the email address. And uh, I'll videotape myself doing the task that I want my virtual assistant to do. Right. So now I've shown them how to do it, but it didn't take me any time because I was already, you know, a lot of times the argument is uh, it's easier for me to do it myself than to teach somebody else to do it. Great record yourself doing it and use that recording to teach other people how to do it next time. So that's one of my little hacks is screencast-o-matic. You can record because the system and processes, uh, like you said, you got to write them down. Everything's already in your head and you're the bottleneck usually, right? We're the bottleneck. If we can get any more productive by, you know, recording our systems and processes, this goes back into our whole coaching process, which we talked about, which is, if you can systematize and automate your business, it becomes so much more fun and so much more profitable and so much more productive, right? Because you're doing the stuff you want to do, your A-plus activities, your money-making activities, you're eating those elephants, however you want to say those words, right? 
because you've got systems and processes doing in the other stuff, non-essential. I mean, it's essential to run your business, but not your highest and best use, mm -hmm. right? And so just by having these little productivity hacks you and I are chatting back and forth with right now, I guarantee you will free up an hour of your time a week. My bet is it's going to free up an hour a day. And it'll make you more productive. You know, how to get more done in less time and make more money, that's productivity. And, right. you know, you, nowadays you have to be cautious when you say and make more money because now you have to have the legal disclaimer because some people are, frankly, they're, they're lazy idiots who don't do, they never take action on anything. And right. that's why they are where they are. Not most, I shouldn't say most people, but a, a good majority of people. Um, I just had this conversation with a friend who is actually offering a job, a fairly, uh, not a bad paying job, like, like 25 or 30 bucks an hour. So, okay. I mean, you and I couldn't work with that, but I mean, that's not the point. It's just for technically a, a young person, probably in the you know, 22 to 32 age group and it's part-time work. And, I, and, and she's like, I can't find anybody to do this. And I'm like, everybody wants money, but most people don't want to work. And that's, it's an indictment on, on people nowadays that even, even entrepreneurs, I, I've had this conversation with entrepreneurs. I'm like, well, why, you know, your, your business is struggling and, uh, but it's, it's making enough, you know, why can't, you know, your wife get a job? Why can't, you know, to, to help supplement things. And they're like, well, I don't want my wife to work. Well, you got to get over yourself. That's a productivity hit. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get over yourself and understand that if you really have your goals and dreams set out before you, you know, in front of you and you want to achieve them, then all of the other stuff that stops you from doing something, that's just getting in the way. I mean, that's, right. that's the reality. Right. So, right. you know, okay, we've covered a lot of ground and I, and I, you may have another hack. If you do, we'll come back to it. But this is one of the things I think that we're going to, we were talking about systems in, in our, in our event it coming up in September and we haven't picked a date by next, by the next episode 31, we will have a date picked up. Um, but that being said, we want to help you create a market sales and marketing system that's going to drive revenue to your business. And then we're going to help you set up the back end where you create systems as effectively as possible for your business. So you walk in and literally you walk out with a, a business model where you got marketing. Now, what is marketing? Marketing is everything you do before somebody pulls out their credit card. That's marketing. Okay. Sales is when people are ready to buy. Uh, selling is not, you shouldn't be selling your products. People should be buying your products. Shouldn't be selling. them. Um, so marketing sells your products. So we're going to help you with the market and get a system in place. And then on the backside of that, we're going to help you set up a system so you can run your business and enjoy your life. That's ultimately right. what every entrepreneur wants. And right. that's the three components, as I say, the three components of a successful business is attract, deliver, service, and scale. Yep. Right. So we're going to teach you how to attract your clients. We're going to teach you how to deliver your service. And we're going to teach you how to scale and existing uh, service those existing clients. Now there are a bunch of subcategories underneath there with the lead magnets and how to attract and, but there's automation that can happen in each one, attract, deliver and scale, right? 
and, and, and that's, those are the three elements of any successful business and automation of each of those elements or inside those elements are key to success as well. And that's what you're going to learn at our, at our event. Precisely. So Matt, you got anything else that on any other productivity hacks before we end this call today? I, I, you know, I, I think that's a good, uh, I think that's a good, summary for now right so so i didn't say it enough but i would say use dictation whether it be the dictation on your phone or whether it be one of those uh dictation services like i use actually i use both of them i like the follow-up emails like i said i think i use follow-up in where i can send an email to myself kind of as a reminder that it comes back up that might be built-in google business uh by the way i think there's an app app that somebody's telling me about just recently um i like your you know eat the elephant right I like your 44 minutes on and 16 off. I love my 25 and five, 25 minutes on, five off. I love thinking in Jackson units, 10 minute increments, because you can get a lot more done in 10 minutes than you think you can. That's right. I, I love the automation and some of the simple automation tools is using the existing stuff we have, like our calendars. I was using an example of, I got to schedule the hour to call those clients every day, but you need to tell me what hour that is and who are the three clients I'm supposed to call. And I've got that where my assistants, virtual assistants, set that up for me automatically, right? You can do the same thing for working an hour in your business a week, right? You can schedule it, that it's going to be whatever, Monday morning from 7 to 8. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that time hack. Just wake up an hour early. How about that? The ultimate time hack. Yeah, wake tell up me an hour early. you don't have time to exercise. Well, you got an hour right. before, you know, before you get out of bed that you couldn't get out of bed an hour early. Then there's your hour. Right. And, there you and by go. the way, I do believe you should, you know, I was talking about elephant hours and <clears throat> whether you do 44 minutes or, or you do 25 minutes and five, doesn't matter, but that needs to be scheduled. It needs to go right. on your calendar. Go on the calendar. It's like uh, Dan Sullivan calls it focus time. That right. People need to understand when my, that's on my calendar. I'm not to be disturbed. My phone doesn't. Right none of it I'm not answering anything I put my phone on airplane mode by the way when I'm when I'm doing that I'm out and so I mean that's that's how you should treat those times that's your most productive times and that's perfect that's a great there's a tool right there turn your phone on airplane mode when you're in those concentration modes so you're not having the distractions and turn off your emails um, while you're working on your project yeah, so absolutely. pretty good so this was productivity hacks for the lazy entrepreneur that's it and Productivity hacks for lazy entrepreneurs. And the idea is in order to, we're all procrastinate. We all are a little lazy, but I prefer to say we could all be more efficient, which would give us more leisure time. How about that? <laughs> that's, that's what we want. That's why we're that's entrepreneurs. We want. We're not entrepreneurs. More, we wanted to create a job, right? We're entrepreneurs. That's right. Entrepreneurs. I quit my 40 hour a week so I can work 80 hours and make nothing. Yeah, exactly. But so, I'm not working for the man, right? That's not what we're doing. More money. Yeah, that's that's why we did it, right? Yeah, we we talk about I forget who this was, but you most entrepreneurs want more time, so time to themselves, time for their family, time to work when they want to work. They want more money, want to be able to make as much money as I want to make or as little as I want to make, but it's up to me, not not the boss. Um, and I want to deal with the people that I want to deal with, work with the clients I like to work with, work with the employees or my contractors that I like to work with, and then I got my own why. I'm do what I do because of my own why. Your why might be different. We talked about that in one of our episodes, why we do what we do. Both of us are very mutual in the sense of our ideas to help. I think every entrepreneur has the potential to have their own business and have their own 
freedom and have their own money and have their own time. And, and you and I are the guys that can teach them how to do that. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the things that came to mind as you were saying that I had somebody say to me, you know, Dave, you've got like you and Matt, you go, you're doing all this stuff. You're giving away all your secrets and, um, and you know, your blog, you give away all your business secrets and all of these things and you give it all away for free. And, and I'm like, yeah, so, and they're like, well, aren't you worried someone's going to like take all your secrets and, and they won't need you. And I'm like, first of all, let me just say this right now. There's no secrets. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't invented anything new. These are, I mean, you have, I mean, we, we, there aren't any secrets. And the reality is when you have an abundance mindset, what we have is experience and, you know, experience comes from bad decisions. Um, and let's face it. I mean, and that's, that's what happens in life. And um, so we made enough bad decisions to know what to do. I could give you all the information. You could give all the information in the world and somebody, if they don't take that information and use it, they're going to fall on their face. And that's why we're here. I mean, we're trying to help people not fall on their face. Maybe one time, if we can help somebody not fall down in business, that just, if we help one entrepreneur, that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about the, 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 the three reasons people hire a coach, right? They, they, they don't know how to get there on their own. They do know how to get there on their own, but need some coaching and encouragement and accountability, accountability. or they just want to, they just want to follow somebody else's plan of just, Hey, you've done it. Show me how to do it. You know, the ropes, show me how to do it. Yeah. That's the three reasons. I can't, I can't. That's why I have, that's why I have a coach. It's one of the reasons why I do these because I learned from you, you learned from me, but we're putting something together that in the years to come, I believe this is going to help thousands and thousands of people with their businesses. So yeah, that's, and that's the goal. That's exactly right. All right, Matt. Well, I'll let you All go. Right, my cool. Uh, we got to, where can we find you? Tell us where we you find you. Find me at davidmulvaney.com and on LinkedIn, I'm uh, David Mulvaney. And what Perfect. about and I am uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then uh, LinkedIn, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn. And there's an article from Ari Mizell. I think it was called Productivity Hacks. That's kind of what got me going. I posted that on LinkedIn sometime the last couple of days. So you can go right to his article, which was a, a cool article as well. Very good. Well, Matt, All right, man. enjoy your uh, rest of your vacation and we'll talk soon. All right. See you, buddy.